What's good? Party people in the place to be. Welcome to the Cover Price Top 10, the week ending. You know what? I'm going to say week ending September 14th because uh, 13 is an unlucky number. So I'm going to roll with that, man. So welcome to the Cover Price Top 10. Before we get started and bring in my cohorts, let's bring in some DJ Curse for y'all. good everybody that's what i like to see so before the intro song there was 29 of you in there now there is 54 of you in there so we got time for you to congregate say what's up to our panelists today first up my man zach what's up manimal what's going on everyone happy to be here let's talk some comics and it's nice to have a little guest appearance here that's right called up from the minor leagues for his seven day stint and a cup of coffee our man sith lordly say what's up what's going on youtube nights say that yeah look at that he even dropped you two nights shout out to everybody mm -hmm. in the live chat lenny cerna up in there tailgating early along with azores tiger who's also part of the spine ticks i do believe right That's matt right. forge impressible defense hey, yo maddie yes i did get your shirt i appreciate it brother matter of fact uh steve is wearing his small prom dude it's uh it's a little tight around the chest on me bro i know you said they fit large but uh i'm gonna need an xl bro so uh, i'm gonna give this large to somebody who could fit it. it's a little tight around the titty area if you know what i mean so what i appreciate it brother make sure you guys check out pressable defects also all of our friends raider bear red lodge crow al picknell also another member of the spine ticks crew as a new uh we'll be giving them some love later on johnny dakota uh the list goes on and on victoria pigak did I say that right? 
Payjack. Payjack. <laughs> Payjack. Hey, Jack. Uh, yeah, what's up, man? Uh, so this is the cover price top 10. This is a list of uh, top 10, maybe 11 books for the week ending um, August 14th. Uh, basically compiled from about four or five different websites. And we like to go over the sales data. So let's write to it, boys and girls. So let's see. Uh, I am not going to set an over-under on Donnie Cates this week. Uh, it's uh, safe to say you know, that's no longer a major thing for now. But uh, <laughs> up first, what we have is, that's right, this, we should have seen this one coming. On number 11 on the list that didn't quite break the top 10, of course, is the classic Amazing Spider-Man number 36, 2011. This is the uh, tribute homage for uh, September 11th. So quick shout out uh, to remember all the fallen heroes and those we lost on September 11th. That was just passing. As always, that book always means a tremendous deal. Uh, while there were some other tribute comics, this one has always remained as the favorite. Remembering 9-11 for comic book collectors, you remember there's a Superman cover, a Captain America cover, but it's this all-black homage cover that really stands out for collectors. It sold 19 copies, had a seven-day trend of 125% at a high sale of 179.50 for a CGC 9.8. This book is pretty hard to find, especially, believe it or not, it's hard to find a 9.8 because of its all black cover. But that being said, I've seen some incredible tributes done by artists using the uh, like the silver markers when they do the art on them. For those who want, you know, some people just get them signed like crazy. But I've seen some really like I've seen some pictures of like a, a NYPD and the, and the firemen and some really cool ones. But, you know, this was uh, I remember there was something about people were saying people were collecting that first experience of Corona because of 2020 as a remembrance. No, that's stupid. This <laughs> is a true uh, memorial and tribute to uh, all the heroes and the people that we lost. Uh, for September 11th and uh, so on and so forth. So another great book. So, all right. So let's get to number 10. Stevie, let's pop that cherry. What do you got for number 10? All right. Number 10, Silk number one from 2015. Uh, Silk remains hot. Now that people have gone through Spider-Man one and four, uh, this is the one that they're targeting. Sold 19 copies, has, had a seven-day trend of 133% and a high sale of $189.99 for a CGC 9.8. What's amazing is this particular one is on here because this is the the dawn of the uh, 2015 was at the height of every first issue had to have a numerous variants. And the 2015 was also really the, the beginning, the boom of online variants. I will show off a phantom variant that I have, which is an ASM 300 homage. Phantom, I talked about this before. Phantom Variants is one of the first online retailers before Frankie's Unknown Comics and all these other cats. Phantom Comics was like the one. They have this weird little kind of phantom figure at the bottom. So there you go, man. S number 10 is Silk number one. We'll see if it still sticks around. My guess is it'll go off the radar for a little bit. And then the next big news that pops, it's going to show up again. It's just the way the it's cyclical like that, right? I mean, you know, buy on the first news. And then sell or be, be, don't buy in between news cycles because you won't get as much bang for your buck. But if you buy in between news cycles, you can probably save yourself a few pennies, especially on ASM4. Shout out to uh, Darkside Jedi who made a little chunk of change on his uh, oh, ASM yeah. number four, 9.8, man. All yeah. right. Number 10 on the list is Silk number one from 2015. Zach, what do we got for number nine? 
So number nine is a book that we're seeing for the first time here since we've been uh, doing the cover price stuff. But it's a book that kind of popped up a little while ago. Uh, we got Superboy number nine. This is going to be the first full appearance of King Shark. And for all of you who watched uh, DC Fandom, you know King Shark's going to be making an appearance in Suicide Squad 2. Going to kind of be filling that role of Killer Croc from the first one. Um, this book went up and down in the past when King Croc... Or I'm sorry, when King Shark made an appearance on The Flash, Flash yeah. and it was complete CGI, a lot of people thought it was garbage. But hey, man, personally, for the CW, I thought it wasn't too bad. But anyway, book's back on the list. It's getting hot again. We got a uh, seven-day trend of 118%, a high sale of 299 for CGC 9.8. And uh, this is also one of the ones that has that DC Universe logo variant which actually sold for $599. So you're looking at a $300 price jump just for that DC Universe logo. So I wonder if also this one is more so picking up than the other ones because King Shark is also going to be in the video game. So fandom was on, it was a dead shot. Harley Quinn. Harley Quinn, uh, Tiger Shark, and Captain Boomerang were the only four characters. Yeah, so interesting. Maybe Captain Boomerang will be in the I remember when the people were specking flash villains and then they finally realized that no, it's not the way to go. So, uh, right. I don't, it's, I think you're safe to say we will, uh, this is the only time we will ever see a Superboy comic on this list. Uh, uh just, here's my, here's my thing about characters like King shark. Like, don't get me wrong. He's, he's a cool character. He's fun to see, but these characters, even like Aquaman, man, I'm sorry. When, when you revolve around water, you're just never going to see a lot of you're game. Pre- you're, you're pretty limited. Yeah, like, what if you're in Ohio or no, sorry, not Ohio, but like Great Lakes? Yeah, yeah, Great Lakes. So, like, let's say you're in Nevada. Yo, you are pretty u- useless in Nevada. You know, well, you know that, but you know, you got to be the SNL member, Landshark. Remember, he's uh for those all oh, for those young kids who don't remember SNL used to have this uh, the original not ready for primetime members is the Landshark. He's a knock on the door and people are like, who is it? And he goes, Landshark. Land <laughs> yep. <laughs> all right. Number nine on the list is Superboy. Number nine from 1994. All right, what's next on the list? What do we got for number eight? Coming in at number eight, we got Spawn 309, Gunslinger Spawn. Wow. Uh, you know, TiVo, I went to all three of our local stores here. I cannot find a copy. Um, this one sold 29 copies, had a seven-day trend of 91%, and had a high sale of 26 bucks for a raw copy. You know, and we keep saying, man, the Death Dealer variant is much cooler yet this is the the harder one to find so um and uh like we said look out for spawn 310 the first appearance of uh ninja spawn that's coming so ninja please so number eight all right so number eight on the list is spawn number 309 the mcfarland variant not the death dealer variant which was on here at one time but i hope i'm you know what i'm glad it's not in it because i'm gonna snatch us from copies all right what do we got for number seven on the list zach so number seven is another book we saw last week. And um, in case you haven't been paying attention, I'm going to make this spoiler free. But uh, Marvel Knight Spider-Man number 10 from 2005. This book got hot because it possibly contains a spoiler for upcoming Venom number 28, which is supposed to come out here next week. So like I said, going to say spoiler free, not tell you why, but it does deal a lot with a certain character who might show up in that Venom 28. So people have been buying this book pretty quickly. To be honest with you, I don't see this book having any legs. Um, this is not like a new character. This isn't, it's a little bit of a change for a character, but it's nothing fancy. But anyway, yeah. 
12 copies this week, had a seven-day trend of 236% and had a high sale of $60 for a raw copy. So if you're holding on to one, like my boy Sith Lord Lee is, yep. maybe now's the time to, to sell this because it's probably not going to hold this value. Yeah, because I think the the uh, the collecting market already knows the right. reveal for Venom 28. Uh, I'm surprised Donny Cates hasn't said anything about it yet, but... Uh, you never know where it's going to go. So number seven on the list is Marvel Knights Spider-Man number 10 from 2005. Who had that on their 2020 bingo card? Jesus Christ. All right. Number six on the list is up here again. I think this is like a, this is like a uh, return to the list. What do we got, Sid? Yeah. We got Amazing Spider-Man 361 Carnage, uh, one that I listened to the Lords and got my copy a long time ago. Uh, so here it is again, awaiting the Venom 2 trailer. Um, the first full carnage sold 25 copies, had a seven-day trend of 121%, and a high sale of $643 for a CGC 9.8. I think what also re-energized people is not just a trailer, but there was some, uh, uh, I don't want to know if it was leaked or it was, it was concept art. Yeah. yeah, the concept art for the first Venom movie, they were going to have carnage in it. So I think that kind of got collectors excited to see Carnage, because remember the last time Carnage showed up in the list is when we saw Woody Harrelson wearing that crazy-ass right. shirt. <laughs> horrible people, wig. People started speculating on that shirt, and people were out going out buying that damn uh, flaming shirt that he had on, man. But number six on the list, and classic, this book, amazing. Yeah, this book, will, this book will always stay popular, I think. Oh, yeah. You know I mean? For the, the diehard Spider-Man fans, this is right in the mix of when Spider-Man was super exciting, and Carnage has always been a fan favorite. The cover's great. This is a book that if you are a Spider-Man fan, it should be in your personal collection. It I should mean, be in the it's a trilogy, right? It's 360, 361, and 362, right? Yeah. Isn't the cameo in 360 or something or one of the somewhere along those lines? I mean, for you hardcore. It's almost like buying ASM 298 and th up to 300. You got to have, you know, all three of them to complete the kind of all the venom little pieces to it, but uh right. Be curious to see because this is a high print run 1992. We'll see uh, you know, if Carnage sticks around cuz he's uh We'll see if he's going to be a Venom one and done. You know, it's always going to be careful of specking on movies on villains because a lot of times they're one and done. <coughs> Electro. Um, <laughs> so we shall see. But, you know, I, my thing is um, people spec on Marvel and DC first and then the Sony spec is secondary. But once Feige says, hey, I am going to do Carnage, I think this book will pop again. So, you know, it's just like ASL, you know, certain issues. It's just a must have and every every collector should probably have one. Right. You know what's tough about with about Carnage in terms of um, movies and cinematic universe and whatnot? And maybe it's it's good that he's appearing in Venom, but it's definitely an adult character like Carnage is not something that would probably cross over super well with the MCU's plans with Tom Holland, Spider-Man. I mean, he is sadistic, insane. And so it's good that he's kind of in more adult arena over there with Venom. Um, Even though Venom was oh. PG-13, right? It wasn't rated R, was it? Right. No, it was PG-13. Yeah. But it's definitely more about eating brains and murder. Than, he's definitely you know, a fucking cannibal. That's, yeah, that, that's for sure. I mean, I mean. Even though we know he is a uh, in jail, right? So um, what are they going to say? Maybe he isn't in for homicide. Maybe he's just mail fraud or something. You know what I mean? Yeah. Maybe, he's, yeah. maybe he's in minimum security. He's not in like hardcore, like, you know, Pelican Bay or some shit. Yeah, that's so, why they gave him the uh, isolated cell for all the like, mail exactly. fraud charges he had. That's right. Stop tearing those tags off of mattresses, boys and girls. So number six on the list is Amazing Spider-Man number 361, a goldie but goodie from 1992. All right, what do we got with number five on the list? Number five is going to be Black Panther number five. So we shouldn't be surprised. Um, this has been on the list for the past 
what is that three weeks now um since the death of chadwick boseman obviously all the shuri books have really heated up um but this one keeps going i mean she's in full costume on the cover of issue one here is actually is the first appearance of shuri as the black panther on the inside pages it sold 33 copies, had a seven-day trend of 101%, and had a high sale of 406% for a CGC 9.8. Man, plus it's it's a gorgeous J. Scott Campbell cover, too. I mean, look at Storm. She looks absolutely gorgeous on this cover. So, yep. so this is the actual first, first time Shuri takes on the mantle or becomes Black Panther suit and everything. So number five on the list, boys and girls, is Black Panther number five from 2009, if you're playing at home. So let's move on. What do we got for number four, Stevie? You get to say it. I know. We got a mouthful. I was hoping you'd get this one. <laughs> so, so listen and learn. Dark Knights, Death Metal Legends of the Dark Knights, number one. Uh, this one seems to have legs. Sold 43 copies, had a seven-day trend of 84%, and a high sale of 100 bucks for a CGC 9.8. Robin King, yo. Look at that. It's still, I mean, you know, it's amazing that it's been on here about what ever since it came out and it's still relatively close to the top three. I mean, normally right. like you see Kate's books, they kind of, they start at one, then they go to three, then the five, six, seven, and just off the list. So just right now, I just think there's not much things that DC fans can get excited about. So why not snatch this up? And plus they, you know, they're doing the whole Robin King thing. Did anybody watch DC fandom part two over the weekend? Nope. Exactly. Watched <laughs> <laughs> uh, it. I see some memes about it. How they're like saying everybody showed up for this one and didn't show up for the second one, which is a shame. So, uh, but you know, we got NYCC coming up. New York City Comic Con is going virtual, so uh, we should see uh, some interesting panels with that. So uh, that may actually lead to our next uh, book because there's going to be a panel about this yeah. character coming up. And what do we got for number three, Zach? So number three is a, a new book that we haven't seen on the list before. And like Tim said, it's, it's coming out of the announcement from the New York Comic-Con, virtual Comic-Con, if you will. Uh, recently announced that MODOK is going to be coming to an animated series. And so, of course, you're going to have to have some supporting characters for MODOK. And what better than having an AIM scientist? And probably the biggest name out there is Monica Rapacini. And uh, first appearance in this issue. On the cover here, we also got the first appearance of her daughter, Carmilla Black as the new Scorpion. So a lot of people believe that not only will Rappacini play like a big role moving forward for AIM, but you might as well also see Carmilla Black. So this is a twofer, if you will, for first appearances here. We are really stretching on this one, aren't we? Because right. uh, the MODOK is uh, supposed to be an animated series and it's supposed to be funny. So I mean, how far to go in the live track quick. What is the Mo the acronym MODOK stand for? See your first one in there gets a Marvel no prize. So <laughs> let's see if anybody gets one. This isn't as easy as sword or shield. So we'll see uh, who has the quickest Google finger. <laughs> Give us the MODOK acronym. But anyway, it's a pretty cool cover. Actually, it almost looks like it's um, animated as it, like a like a anime or ma yeah. uh, manga. Right? It looks kind of. It almost cool, looks like. It, I, and I remember seeing this when it came out, but it almost has a vibe that it could be like a hologram type cover too. Yeah. Right? So uh, nobody got the MODOK, huh? So let me tell you, it means mental, mobile, mechanized organism designed only for killing. My God, that is, yeah, MODOK is a much better name <laughs> to than just calling that. All right, number three on the list is Amazing Fantasy number seven. I would, I've never seen this. I never knew anybody was going out. The only Amazing Fantasy book I know, the uh, the modern one, is the Amadeus Cho book. So it just goes to show you, man, there are little nuggets everywhere filled uh, 
there's always first appearances, guys. So if you know, sometimes they pop, sometimes they don't. But if you get them all, you'll never miss out. That's the way I think of it. All right, number three, Amazing Fantasy, number seven from two thousand five. What do we got at number two, Stevie? Yep, moving up from four to two is Black Panther two, uh, first appearance of Shuri. Sold thirty four copies, had a seven day trend of one hundred and twelve percent, and a high sale of six hundred ninety nine bucks nine nine cents for a CGC nine eight. Shows no signs of cooling off. Good lord, I was that surprised me, man. For a dollar bin book, like three or four years ago, yeah. Well, I mean, it's I mean, it jumped a little bit right when the movie came out and Shuri, but now up to I mean, I have a copy, um, but you know, I just thought it'd be something cool to have, and I bought it for like 10 bucks, so uh, 700 for a CDC 9.8 that doesn't sound too bad at all. I cannot find this in near mint for some reason. I don't know why. Uh, I this it's the exact opposite of a black cover, but these light covers sometimes you can if the color is right. Like to me, an all white cover is the hardest for me to find um, spine ticks on. Spine but tick. if if you get something like an orange or yellow, sometimes these covers are easy to find the spine ticks on. So there it is, man. Still pulling at number two, so uh, should be interesting. I doubt. This I think this spec will continue for a while longer because I doubt Marvel is is even going to talk about it at all. Right, uh, you know, it'll level think- off soon for sure. Um, but yeah, you're right. There's not going to be any word on this for any time in the foreseeable. Yeah, I mean, you know, it'll take a while even before it's developed. There, I mean, there's been we didn't even talk about the other news that dropped about the uh, uh, Jonathan Majors being uh, cast for Ant Man three, and the rumors are that he's going to be playing Kang. We ran a story yesterday that our man Mikey Sutton that he's going to actually debut as Ramatut. So for those who are missed out on the first appearance of Kang, go look for that FF nineteen book. That's the first appearance of Ramatut. And uh, what was interesting yesterday is when this news dropped, Reed Richards was trending on Twitter because oh, yeah. people like, "Oh, Reed Richards is going to be a person of color now." And, you know, uh-huh. obviously they just Googled Kang's name and saw Nathaniel Richards, but they didn't see like how this character has evolved over time. Whereas Ramatut, a, 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 an Egyptian character, can easily be played by a African-American actor. Right. Yeah. Uh, easily. Easily. Jonathan Majors can totally play Ramatut. Uh, and then, you know, go from there and doesn't have any connection to Reed Richards because, you know, that was retconned anyway. I won't talk about Tenet because, you know, there's certain people haven't seen it yet. But, you know, Manuel and I both saw it. And uh, j- just with time travel, you can change all kinds of things. Let's just put it at that. I will have to see Tenet again to fully grasp what I just oh, saw. But yeah, I got to watch it again. I loved it. I thought it was great. I, I like the first half. Really like the first half. Well, how it was more of like a spy flick uh, and, you know, how they're doing their thing. Um, but, man second half it got really weird on me really quick and i i should have paid more attention because you know sometimes you're like yeah i can turn my brain off now with nolan don't turn your brain off because you're gonna miss something yeah all right so number two on the list black panther number two from 2005 everybody rest in peace chapik bozeman and uh, wakanda forever baby what do we got for number one this is a surprising one to me actually yeah, it's kind of surprised that it's jumped up to uh, number one here. Obviously, it shouldn't surprise you too much because we got Batman number 92. Um, this cover is actually a variant cover with Punchline on the front. And we all know, like Tim said earlier, DC and Punchline, super hot, really popular right now. This is a one-per-store one store cover here. Um, sold 56 copies, had a seven-day trend of 95%, and it had a high sale of $355 for a Damn. Rock. 
But it is worth noting that that has dipped a bit and current market prices are roughly around the 180 raw range. So this is great cover. There's a lot of these covers coming out. Um, I believe I saw in the Movers and Shakers, Wonder Woman has uh, issue 762 here with this type of cover. They've been making a lot of these little variant covers. Um, they're cool, man. They're, these DCs with, um, I don't know what you would call it here with the character in the front and then the design uh, cover or that's yeah, what, I don't know yeah. their design yeah because what's confusing is the designer is also a character designer, so, but, yeah. yeah and then but there's a these are the design variants this isn't the first appearance of punchline though right that's still hella no, risen number hella risen. yeah yeah and then batman what 89 is also her appearance i, I guess you know maybe it's the scarcity of it maybe you know unfortunately the, the cover you know any first cover for her and then yeah it's a one per store retailer variant there so you know it's it's a cool cover too, man. I mean, if you're collecting anything punchline, it's probably something you want to get. So apparently, you know, DC really does their villain. You know what? I think it's uh, and I'll go uh, full screen on this now. I think the uh, modern day collector is really big on villains, right? I mean, if you think about Robin, the Robin King punchline, and then you think about Null and Codex, Virix, and all those people, but the heroes don't seem to get that much love, but they probably have longer legs and will appear in more issues. Maybe the scarcity of a villain. Right. I, don't know, man. We'll I think see. it has to do with it's harder for you know public publishers to make a new hero because there's so many great heroes, and villains tend to have the shorter lifespan in terms of they they just show up for arcs. They don't really have their own titles. So yeah. you're seeing more first appearances with villains than you do with big name heroes now. That being said, there are certain heroes like Blue Marvel, whose first appearance is an insane book to find. Because that's also a low print run, though. It was right. a random miniseries, yeah. But, but um, also, yeah. I think like movie spec on heroes has longer legs than it does on uh, villains. True. Obviously, there's outliers like Thanos is probably is still a, uh, a, a relatively expensive book, but other villains that are kind of one member cross our boy crossbones and <laughs> captain America. Yeah. Movie. Uh, speaking of which, did you guys see that? Uh, 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 what's his name? Uh, Batrock the leaper is going to be back for uh will Falcon winter yeah. soldier. I think uh, I read that. That's cool, man. Yeah. They have a picture of him on set. So he got, you know, I thought he was a pretty cool villain. I mean, I think captain America beat his ass a little too easily, you know, got to give some love to, uh, I just totally forgot his name now. Come on, help me out. Uh, the MMA fighter. I just, I was the Canadian guy. Come on. Oh, yeah, shit. I wasn't even paying attention. <laughs> I was oh. like, come on. GSP. GSP, yeah. George St. Pierre. Good Lord. How could I forget that? Yeah, George St. Pierre. Save Johnny Dakota. <laughs> no, no. George St. Pierre and Emily Van Camp both were uh, pictures were taken of them on set so that they're, they're going to be in a Falcon Winter Soldier. So it's good that all these kind of uh, Hollywood productions. Are starting to finally ramp up. Maybe we should get some stuff. We didn't even talk about the Mandalorian season two trailer. How dope was that? It was awesome. Who's the hooded woman? Good question. Yeah, at first I thought it kind of from a distance, it looked like um, I thought at first it looked like Rosario Dawson, but then I saw somewhere else that it was the um the WWE that Sasha Banks. Oh, Sasha Banks, yeah. So because uh, Rosario Dawson's gonna be Ahsoka, right? Right. And right. then it looked like it because it was such a distance in the dark hood. And I was watching on my phone and I have a cracked ass screen on my cell phone. Um, <laughs> but uh, I was like, ooh, is that Ahsoka right there? And then I saw later that, yeah, it was uh, uh, Sasha Banks. So we don't know who her character is, but it looked cool, man. I'm rewatching uh, Mandalorian right now just to kind of get prepped for it. And I may do that, too. Yeah, they're short. It's easy. Yeah, they're short. I mean, it's pretty easy. You know, and plus it gives you something to watch before the right. the next season starts. You know, I did that with the uh, um, 
Umbrella Academy, and it made Umbrella Academy uh, the second season much better. Uh, if you have time to to catch up on that. Speaking of which, uh, uh, both Manimal and I saw Tenet. I was finally able to go back to the movie theater, and I will. I saw New Mutants, and I will drop my video, my review of it tomorrow or Thursday. It goes. It's a 15 minute tr- uh, review, my longest movie review ever, because basically I talked about my whole theater going experience and how different it was in the age of COVID, where you can't even pour your own uh, popcorn, mm-hmm. uh, you can't get refills on soda, buying the tickets are different. So me, uh, this guy named Bob and some chick named Sue, who were just the only other people in the theater, but I felt I should introduce myself because it was kind of odd. That it was just us three in there. We don't say anything to each other. <laughs> so, but I wasn't that dude that sat exactly right next to him. I sat in another aisle. You know, you don't want to be that guy in an empty theater just sits all up close to somebody. But uh, oh, was that's, so at my theater, you, you'd you picked your seats like you have to pick your seat. No, and no, so that's you, what we did, too. Yeah. And when you pick it, they automatically blocked off the two next to you. Yeah, so uh, I went to a Regal, and they had to pick it on the screen there right? Uh, because it's an older one. But on Sunday when I saw Tenet, I used the AMC app. And, yeah, as soon as I bought it, there's an X that popped up on the yep. either seat beside you. But yeah, then I yeah. sat I sat there, and there was a dude next to me. I was like, he's not even six feet away from me. This makes no sense. But, you know, he wore his mask, so I was, you know, whatever. It was fine, so we'll see. I mean, it, for me, it, it seemed okay. But I saw Tenet in, uh, in uh, AMC Dolby. Incredible. Yeah. I mean, if now the story is a little crazy, but man, the manimal the opening scene with the music and sound effects was incredible. Dude, it I, shook. I'm a I'm a Christopher Nolan groupie, so I mean, you could I could watch anything he films and love it. And yeah, it's it was epic, man. I, I really liked it. It's definitely a classic Nolan that you have to watch probably two or three times to really get everything because yeah. it's that crazy. opening sequence is amazing. The way it, he filmed it, the way. Oh, yeah. Everything the way he filmed them, them going around the I don't want to give away too much. There's a scene where they go into a infiltrate an opera house kind of thing, mm-hmm. and the way they film it is incredible. Especially get on the biggest screen you can, IMAX if possible, because I know Nolan films a lot of his stuff in IMAX. But definitely go support your movie theaters if you can, man. Tenet is you got to see it on the big screen. There's, yeah. I don't care if you have a 70 inch TV at home with Dolby surround. You got to go to a theater where it's rattling the walls, full of great sound. Just go peep it on the big screen, man. All right, boys and girls, I think that is it for the day. Hey, by the way, I'm going to run the uh, Lord's giveaway for one more week. So I will drop here the link in the video here to enter. Got a lot of great uh, prizes, uh, about 170 people entered. So uh, I'm going to try to give away as much as I can. We're going to run this until uh, the weekend. And then uh, I will will go live and do a winner uh, next week on Tuesday or something. But so you got till Sunday to enter. Went some slabs, went some comic books, went some stuff from the Geeky Swag Shop. Forgot to mention our sponsors today, by the way. So uh, shout out to all of our sponsors. KRSComics.com. Go to KRSComics.com. Use discount code of LOTLB to get 15% off anything in the KRS Comics store. This show is also sponsored you by our friends over at Rocket Comics. Tell them uh, Lords has sent you and get 20% off your pressing order. The show is also sponsored you by our friends at thegeekyswagshop.com where you get that handsome T-shirt I got on right there in white and uh, get yourself a face gator. And, of course, the show is sponsored by our friends at coverprice.com. Go to coverprice.com and sign up for a two-week free trial right now. And there was three winners announced already. They got a full one-year, full-blown membership. Uh, and uh, I want to thank all of you for the uh, – we're up to about 5,300 subscribers now. Slowly but steady sails the ship or else it'll sink. Any last words, Zach? Nope. Uh, had a good time. I know uh, Three Minute Basement got something coming up here soon, so everyone tune into that. And, Comic uh, Swap Meet. 
Thanks to uh, Sith Lordly for subbing in and helping us out tonight. We appreciate it, man. Yes, yeah, Steve. Tell them, uh, tell them where you're at, where they can find you, and uh, about the new uh, live show you got called The Spine Tickers. <laughs> yeah, my, uh, my homies and I started a channel called Spine Ticks, uh, Azores Tiger, Al Picknell, and 502 Roberto08. And uh, we all met in your chat, actually, Tim. So we're kind of like the Lord's uh, franchise. And, uh, you know, the name Spine Ticks, like pressable defects, right? Our East Coast affiliates, comic book terms. So you can tune in on Saturdays at uh, 8 p.m. Just YouTube search Spine Ticks. You'll find us. And uh, I'd do you one better. I left the link to the video, your channel, in the live chat. Come on. You got to come prepared, man. You got to drop those links on a hot dime. There you go. And uh, we hope to have every one of you guys guests on the show at some point. Yeah, uh, no problem, man. As soon as you uh, upgrade your bandwidth there so we can uh, see better, I'll definitely go on your show. Shout out to Pressable Defects. Maddie, I need an extra large, bro. That shirt's a little too tight against my tistic my titicles. So, uh, you know, maybe, or I got to lose weight or somewhere. Or I like to think I've been, you know, hitting the push up. So, you know, the chest is growing out. But thank you guys for joining us. So make sure you check out the Spine Ticks, Pressable Defects, all the guys. Make sure you check out the Lords of Lombards giveaway video. And we'll probably announce a winner next week. So uh, thank you all for joining us. And until next time, boys and girls, keep digging in them long boxes. Peace out. Let me, uh, let me give you guys the outro. Now let's do this. Rewind, select town. Come again. Pull up that from the top to the very last. Who are you to make their lives bitter in hard bondage? In this, you shall know that the Lord Okay.